Nourishing your gut is also important for our mental health, since the neurotransmitter serotonin that contributes to feelings of happiness is produced in the gut. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. So every year, World Mental Health Day is celebrated on October the 10th. World Mental Health Day is about raising awareness of mental health and driving positive change for everyone's mental health. It's also a chance to talk about mental health, how we need to look after it, and how important it is to get help if you're struggling. The theme for 2023 set by the World Foundation of Mental Health is mental health is a universal human right. Now, as a nutritionist with a passion for helping people achieve their best health and well-being, I am so excited to dive into today's topic, which is all about the best and worst foods for stress management and mental health. In today's fast-paced world where stress seems to be an unwelcome companion in our daily lives, understanding how our diet can influence our stress levels and mental well-being is more important than ever. Whether you're someone who's looking to reduce stress, improve your mood, reduce symptoms of anxiety, or simply adopt healthier eating habits, this episode has something valuable for you. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of nutrition and its impact on our minds and our moods, let me share a little bit about why this topic hits close to home for me. And first of all, I just want to say that what I'm about to share, it can be a trigger for some people, and I completely recognize and I understand that. So I've shared this here on the podcast before, but I had a miscarriage and it's a fate that I don't wish on anyone. After my miscarriage, I had given up hope or the desire to care for myself and my body, figuring what's the point? I started turning to foods to soothe my emotions, thinking that those foods would make me feel better, but they actually made me feel worse. I felt irritable. I had brain fog. I had fatigue. Um, I was just really, really irritable. <laughs> um, but I realized I owed it to myself and those around me who supported me to take care of my health. So I got back in the kitchen. I just started with cooking just one meal. And it was, let me tell you, that day, and I feel like I'm getting emotional thinking about that day. That day was so hard to pull myself off of the couch. I was watching back-to-back -back shows of The Good Wife. If you guys have ever watched that show, The Good Wife. I was watching back-to-back -back seasons of The Good Wife, and I had to peel myself off of that couch to go in the kitchen and just cook one meal. But that was the deal I made with myself. I said, Trudy, can you just get up today? Can you just make one small meal? I made that meal, and then I made another, and then I made another. And I realized that the more that I started to take care of myself was the better that I was actually feeling. 
And this led me to start researching the benefits of foods for enhancing brain function, mood, and mental health. I then became inspired to share this knowledge with others. I wanted to empower people with the knowledge that food can heal as much as it can harm. And I also want to inspire people to eat healthier and to enjoy the process of doing it. So this is a major reason as to why I've made this pivot in my business. And I talk a lot more about stress management, emotional health, mental health, healthy food swaps, because I know a lot of people like myself are turning to food to soothe their emotions. They're turning to food as a crutch because really that's all it is. When you eat these unhealthy foods, it's not really getting to the root of the problem. And, you know, as a nutritionist, I've had the privilege of working with countless individuals on their journey towards better health. And I've witnessed firsthand the transformation in my own life and others that can occur when we make conscious choices about the foods that we consume. And I've also seen how the right nutrients can be a powerful tool for managing stress and enhancing our mental well-being. Now, I have to share this disclaimer. Please note that while food can play a role in improving mental health and anxiety, it is important to understand that it is not the only solution. If you are currently struggling with thoughts of self-harm or facing severe mental health challenges, I strongly encourage you to seek immediate assistance from a qualified mental health professional. They're equipped to provide the necessary support and guidance during difficult times. In addition to therapy, nutrition can be a valuable tool for nurturing your mind and enhancing optimal brain function. So in this episode, let me tell you about what we're going to talk about here today. We're going to be exploring the science behind how what you eat affects your brain chemistry. We'll highlight the foods that can positively impact your stress levels and your mental health. And we'll also shed light on those not so friendly foods that can leave you feeling less than your best. But it's not just about knowledge. It's also about practicality and application. So we'll also be providing you with actionable tips and ideas on how to incorporate these mood-boosting foods into your daily life, making it easier for you to take control of your well-being. But first, let's just set the stage by understanding the connection between food and mood. It all begins with a really complex interplay of hormones and neurotransmitters in our brain. Okay, so one of the key players in this story is serotonin, often referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter. Serotonin is responsible for regulating mood, sleep, and appetite. Interestingly, about 90% of serotonin is actually produced in the gastrointestinal tract, aka your gut. So your gut is considered to be your second brain, so it's important to feed it the right foods. By nourishing your gut, you're also nourishing your brain. So the relationship between your gut and your brain is bidirectional, and this is called the gut-brain access. And this simply means that they talk to each other. Your gut sends messages to your brain, and your brain sends messages to your gut through chemicals called neurotransmitters. Well, this, bi bi this bidirectional relationship, it's one reason why when you feel stressed, we can have an upset stomach or why we have digestive issues when we're stressed. And I know for me, whenever I'm stressed, I always get like cramping in my stomach. I get like, I'm, I'm sorry if this is TMI, but I get like gas and bloating. That's all signs of digestive issues when we're stressed. Nourishing your gut is also important for our mental health, since the neurotransmitter serotonin that contributes to feelings of happiness is produced in the gut. 
So what you eat directly impacts the production and function of serotonin. Consuming foods rich in tryptophan, which is an amino acid, can boost your serotonin levels. So tryptophan is found in foods like turkey, chicken, nuts, and seeds. Additionally, carbohydrates can also influence serotonin production, which is why I'm not such a fan of eliminating carbs. When you eat carbs, they trigger the release of insulin, which helps amino acids get into your cells, except for tryptophan. So this leads to an increase in tryptophan levels in the brain, resulting in improved mood. Another important neurotransmitter is dopamine, which plays a role in motivation and pleasure. Hence, whenever you keep checking Instagram and you check how many likes you have, that's constantly giving you that hit of dopamine. That's another reason why people can't put their phones down, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) But um, tyrosine, which is an amino acid found in protein-rich foods like meat, dairy, and soy products, is a precursor to dopamine. So including these foods in your diet can contribute to a positive mood. But it's not just about neurotransmitters. Antioxidants and other nutrients found in certain foods can also protect your brain cells from oxidative stress, reducing the risk of mood disorders. So now that we've touched on the science, let's discuss the impact of a poor diet on your mental well-being. Consuming highly processed foods, white bread, white pasta, crackers, all of those baked items in the bakery section of your grocery store, and other foods loaded with sugars, especially added sugars and unhealthy fats, can lead to inflammation in the body and the brain. And you want to stay tuned because I'm actually coming out with a mini course very soon, which is all about sugar addiction and how to work past sugar addiction. So if that's something that you struggle with, keep an eye out for that course, which again is coming very soon, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Now, this inflammation is it's it's actually been linked to conditions like depression and anxiety. So it's not just about what the right foods can do for you. It's also about minimizing or avoiding the wrong ones. And I hate saying the word avoiding. So let's say minimizing the wrong ones. One thing that contributes to a lot of inflammation in the body is the standard American diet. The diet that most of us eat these days has become known as the standard American diet, also called the Western diet. It includes lots of white flour, processed foods, vegetable oils, and sugar, and very little fruit, vegetables, healthy fats, and whole grains. Now, when you eat food that contains chemicals that are unnatural to you, your body sees it as an injury. So inflammation is how your body tries to heal itself. It's kind of like if you've ever gotten a splinter in your finger and your finger gets swollen, right? That is your body trying to protect itself. So let's shine a light on the foods that can do more harm than good when it comes to managing stress and maintaining a positive mood. So let's start with one of the most common suspects, sugar. While sugar may provide a temporary energy spike, it often leads to a crash in blood sugar levels. This roller coaster effect can result in mood swings, irritability, and increased stress. This is what was happening to me with the story that I shared with you earlier, because a lot of the foods that I was turning to were a lot of high processed foods. It was a lot of junk food. It was a lot of sweets. It was cakes. It was cookies, a lot of cookies, a lot of ice cream, right? And again, that was spiking my blood sugar levels. So that was contributing to the feelings that I was experiencing, the mood swings, the irritability, all of that stuff. So in fact, the countries with the highest intake of sugar also have the highest rates of depression. 
Highly processed foods such as sugary cereals, soda, and candies are particularly problematic. They not only contain added sugars, but also lack the nutrients needed for stable energy and mood. Another dietary culprit, and I'm sorry to say this because I love my coffee. Man, do I love my coffee, but it's caffeine, right? So while a morning coffee or tea can help you to feel more alert, excessive caffeine intake can lead to increased anxiety and disrupted sleep patterns. Caffeine is known to stimulate the release of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which can leave you feeling jittery and anxious. This is the reason why I only have one cup of coffee a day. And I have it in the morning, preferably before one o'clock, because I know if I have coffee after one o'clock or even after two o'clock, I know that it affects my sleep. So I would also challenge you to do the same thing. Like if you're someone who's relying on three cups of coffee, see if there's a way that you can cut that back and just starting to wean yourself off. And if you're someone who has you know problems sleeping and if you're drinking a lot of caffeine, I would say past two o'clock, um, I would also look at that as well and maybe just try to incorporate some alternatives, maybe like a decaffeinated tea that's not going to make you feel all jittery and that's not going to disrupt your sleep. Now, next on the list are highly processed and fried foods. These often contain unhealthy trans fats and contribute to inflammation in the body and the brain. Inflammation has been linked to mood disorders, so it's crucial to limit your intake of foods like fast food, fried snacks, and packaged baked goods. Opting instead for healthier cooking methods and fats like olive oil, avocados, coconut oil, all of these things can make a significant difference. And let's not forget about alcohol. While it's okay to enjoy a drink occasionally, excessive alcohol consumption can have a detrimental impact on your mental health. Alcohol is a depressant that can disrupt the balance of neurotransmitters in your brain, leading to feelings of sadness and anxiety. It can also interfere with your sleep, which is essential for mood regulation. Lastly, we have artificial additives and preservatives. These can be found in many processed foods, and some people are sensitive to these chemicals and they experience mood swings and irritability. Now, it's essential to remember that an occasional indulgence in some of these foods that I shared won't necessarily lead to, you know, a complete mood breakdown or a complete mood disaster. The key is moderation and balance in your diet. So as you navigate your food choices, be mindful of these potential mood disruptors. Opt for whole nutrient-rich foods whenever possible, and remember that a balanced diet is your best ally in managing stress and maintaining a positive mood. Okay, so we've already established the the profound connection between what you eat and how you feel. So let's dive right into the best foods to boost your mood and reduce stress. This is my favorite part. This is what I love talking about. (laughs) In fact, when I go do um, different talks at different corporations, this is the topic that just sets my soul on fire. So actually, if you're listening to this right now, and if you'd love to bring me into your organization or your workplace to speak, or even an upcoming event that maybe you've heard about, you know, reach out to me or have your team reach out to me. And let's talk about how I can talk about building healthy habits, you know, um, managing stress, managing anxiety in your organization or at your event. Okay, so let's dive into these foods. 
So some excellent sources of antioxidants include berries like blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries. And honestly, quite frequently, whenever I'm recording this podcast episode, I'm usually sipping on a smoothie. Right now, I'm actually sipping on a pear oatmeal smoothie that I just whipped up. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably on my Instagram page because I plan on sharing this in a reel. It's absolutely delicious. And pear is such a delicious um, fall food to savor. All right, so let's talk about antioxidants. So yeah, so the best excellent sources of antioxidants include berries like blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries. Raspberries are, also, are actually a really great source of fiber as well, which is also really important for gut health. So, you know, these little powerhouses are just packed with vitamins and compounds that can protect your brain and promote cognitive function. So next up, we have fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, and trout. These fish are loaded with omega-3 fatty acids, which have been linked to reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. Additionally, the areas of the world that report the lowest rates of depression and mood disorders eat the most fish, which is high in omega-3s. Omega-3s are essential for maintaining the structural integrity of brain cells and supporting the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin, and dopamine. Speaking of neurotransmitters, let's not forget about those complex carbohydrates. We need those carbs, people. Please stop eliminating all of the carbs from your life. You're living a joyless existence without putting carbs into your life and on your plate. <laughs> so, Foods like, you know, whole grains, legumes, so beans, lentils, chickpeas, and vegetables are excellent sources of carbohydrates to provide a steady supply of glucose to your brain. This steady supply helps regulate your mood and energy levels, preventing that roller coaster effect that refined sugars have. When it comes to carbs, take, for example, sweet potatoes, one of my all-time favorite foods, which are a great source of vitamin B6. Now, vitamin B6 in particular helps manufacture neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine, which aids in your body's ability to cope with depression, stress, and anxiety. Do you feel like your stress levels are constantly on the rise? You're not alone. Feeling stressed is a perfectly normal feeling, but it can sometimes feel like you're taking on the world without the strength to get back up. In my free Foods That Soothe ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins, nutrients, and recipes that may help you to improve your mood as well as to reduce your stress. I know how it feels to be overwhelmed, so I wrote this resource with you in mind. No matter how stressed you are, there is always a way to find relief. This book doesn't take more than 10 minutes to read. You can even read it on your phone or on your tablet. You can also grab the free download over at trudyestone.com forward slash foods that soothe. Now, incorporating leafy greens like spinach, kale, and Swiss chard into your diet is another smart move. These greens are packed with folate, which plays a vital role in neurotransmitter function and mood regulation. In fact, folic acid has been used for years in treating clinical depression. Now, let's talk about nuts and seeds. These are also nutritional powerhouses. They're rich in healthy fats, vitamins, and minerals. Almonds, walnuts, chia seeds, and flax seeds can all contribute to improved mood and cognitive function. And of course, we can't overlook the importance of lean proteins, okay? So chicken, turkey, beans, tofu, these are all excellent sources of protein that provide the amino acids necessary for the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. So there you have it. 
a delightful array of foods that can nourish your brain, reduce stress, and promote mental well-being. But it's not just about, you know, individual foods. It's also about the overall balance and variety in your diet. A colorful plate that includes a mix of these mood-boosting foods is the recipe for a happier and healthier mind. All right, so let's talk about some tips and ideas on how you can incorporate these foods into your daily meals, which will make it easier for you to harness their mood-enhancing benefits. I get it. Making changes to what you eat can sometimes feel daunting, but rest assured, it doesn't have to be this complete overhaul of your eating habits. Small, gradual changes can lead to big improvements in your mental health. All right, so let's start with breakfast, often called the most important meal of the day. Depends on whether or not you intermittent fast, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) So a nutritious breakfast really does set the tone for the rest of your day. At least it does for me. So consider starting your day with a bowl of, I don't know, maybe some oatmeal topped with fresh berries and a sprinkle of nuts or seeds. I also like to just stir in um, maybe a scoop of protein powder into my oatmeal. And I also like to add in like a little dollop of um, almond butter for a good dose of healthy fats. Again, completely up to you how you like to, you know, have your oatmeal. But I just like that variety of the carbs from the oats, um, you know, the healthy fats from the almond butter, and then the protein, of course, from my protein powder. And then I get those antioxidants from the berries. And then when I put on the nuts and seeds, I get even more vitamins and nutrients. So it makes it more of like a complete well-balanced meal versus just eating just a bowl of oatmeal just on its own. Okay. Um, So again, so this combo provides complex carbohydrates, antioxidants, and healthy fats to just fuel your brain and to keep you energized. Now, if you prefer something savory, because sometimes in the morning you might want a little savory action, right? Scrambled eggs with spinach and tomatoes is a really great choice. Eggs provide essential amino acids, while spinach and tomatoes offer a dose of folate and vitamins. Eggs are also a really great source of choline, which is a type of B vitamin that's also important to mental health. Now, I've actually recently started eating lentils with a couple of poached eggs. So I'll just poach some eggs after watching a YouTube video for about 27 times. Um, I poach some eggs. (laughs) There's a little art to it, isn't there? Um, Poach the eggs and then I'll eat the lentils. The bonus with the lentils is I'll make up like a big batch of lentils and then sometimes I'll have that for breakfast with my eggs and then sometimes I might have that for lunch, right? So I might put it like in my salad on, you know, for lunch, like for example. Sometimes I like to have chicken on my salad. Sometimes I might like to do like chickpeas or I might like to do lentils, okay? Um, If you're really short on time for breakfast, then whip up a blueberry smoothie. Okay, and why blueberries? Probably like that's pretty specific. Why can't I just have a strawberry smoothie? Well, blueberries are rich in polyphenols, which may help to improve mood and brain function. So for extra mood support, toss in some walnuts because the compounds in walnuts work together with the anthocyanins and anthocyanins are antioxidants in blueberries to sharpen your memory and improve communication between brain cells. Walnuts are also a rich source of omega-3s that will sharpen your brain and get those juices flowing. So it's no coincidence that walnuts actually look like a brain. So toss some walnuts into your blueberry smoothie. Now for lunch, think about, and you know what? Lunch is where a lot of people go wrong. A lot of people tend to order food for lunch, go to the food court and just eat like junk for lunch. And I actually like to use lunch as the time to get in 
the most amount of greens possible. And it's also going to help you to avoid that afternoon slump if you're getting a lot of greens for lunch. So think about incorporating a salad with lots of greens and colorful veggies. This is one of the best and easiest ways to get in your greens for the day. So you can add things like grilled chicken. Sometimes I might just do like a batch of grilled chicken. Um, you can also do beans. You can do tofu or you can or do, or do tofu or chickpeas for protein. So um, I have a recipe video coming out again, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Um, it's going to be like a fall harvest salad. So what I did with the salad is I incorporated a lot of flavors from the season. So I had things in there like apples. I had things like pomegranate, sweet potatoes. Um, but for this one, because I wanted to make a plant-based, I used chickpeas. So a lot of people will just dump chickpeas like out of the can. They rinse them off and put them on their salad. Uh, you could do that. But again, I'm all about flavor here. Okay. So what I did instead was I took the chickpeas, rinsed them off, dried them off really well, and I tossed them in some olive oil and then some of my favorite spices. So I did like smoked paprika, cumin, a little bit of garlic, and then I roasted them in the oven. They taste so much better that way. Okay, so when it comes to healthy eating, there are ways to make your food more flavorful and more enjoyable. Now, you can also make a homemade dressing, and I would suggest making a homemade dressing because a lot of the salad dressings you see in the store are also packed with sugar. Sugar is actually usually one of the first three ingredients on the label of salad dressings, which means that it has a really high sugar content. And it's so easy to make salad dressings at home. And it's also a great way to add in a lot of the flavors that you like. So it could be a homemade dressing maybe with some olive oil and some lemon juice, right? Um, you could also make a dressing. I love, if I feel like having something creamy, I'll use tahini as my base, which is sesame seeds. So I'll use tahini. I'll throw in a little bit of apple cider vinegar, maybe some maple syrup and make a beautiful, delicious, creamy salad dressing. Now, when it comes to snacks, ditch the process options and reach for a handful of almonds walnuts, or trail mix instead. These nuts and seeds provide a satisfying crunch and a healthy dose of mood-boosting nutrients. And speaking of crunch, like, I don't know about you, but like when I'm feeling stressed out, I just need, I need that crunch. Like, and that's why I think a lot of us will reach for chips and we're feeling stressed out and we're feeling anxious. I think that there's something about that crunch that just feels comforting, right? So for me, I know some of you are going to roll your eyes when you say this. I might just have like, this is why I buy baby carrots. So I'll buy baby carrots. I could buy regular carrots and cut them up. But again, right, we want to save time. So I'll just buy like a bag of baby carrots. I'll buy a thing of hummus and then I'll just eat my baby carrots with my hummus. Another thing you could do is you can also like how I talked about roasting the chickpeas. You could also like toss the the almonds or the walnuts or whatever nuts you like and like whatever your favorite spices are. And you can roast them in the oven as well. And that would be a really nice savory snack. All right, so nuts and seeds, not only do they provide that satisfying crunch and lots of nutrients, they're also one of the highest non-dairy sources of calcium and almonds actually offer the most. So calcium helps with the absorption of vitamin D. And you might be thinking, well, why is that important? Well, inadequate levels of vitamin D have been linked to depression, lowered immunity and dementia. Also, if you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, it means that your body can't process calcium. So yes, calcium is important for bone health, but it's also important for the release of neurotransmitters. Low levels of calcium may lead to impaired memory, focus, depression, and anxiety. Now, if you're craving something sweet, right? Who, who are my sweet tooth people out there? Please, 
let me know. Put a hand up in the air for me. Um, I have a sweet tooth through and through. Like it will just never go away. But I do find ways to manage it, right? So if you're craving something sweet, consider Greek yogurt with a drizzle of honey and fresh berries. Greek yogurt is also rich in protein and probiotics, which can support your gut health, which is a key player in mood regulation. Personally, if I'm going to have yogurt, which I have occasionally, I'll always make sure that I buy organic yogurt. Okay. If you can afford it, if if it fits into your budget, purchase organic if you can. It's just a cleaner source of dairy. I also like to have a little bit of good quality dark chocolate, at least 70% cocoa. And I'll combine that with some nuts for a snack. Now, dark chocolate is a great source of magnesium. About 70% of Americans are deficient in this key mineral. And when you're stressed, magnesium in your body plummets. The thing is, though, that magnesium is crucial for helping you to regain some calm when you're stressed. Magnesium has even been used to treat clinical depression. Now, dinner. Let's talk about dinner, right? Dinner is an excellent opportunity to load up on fatty fish like salmon or mackerel. You can prepare it with a side of quinoa, maybe some rice, um, and also maybe some steamed veggies for a well-rounded meal. Again, adequate levels of omega-3 fatty acids provide anti-inflammatory benefits to your brain, resulting in less stress and anxiety, and they're also great for boosting energy. All right, now we have to talk about hydration. A lot of people forget to hydrate. Okay, so yes, you can hydrate with water, of course. You know, herbal teas are also a really great option as well. So herbal teas like chamomile, right, that make us feel nice and relaxed. Green tea. So maybe if you're drinking three cups of coffee a day, you swap out one of those cups of coffee with green tea instead. Even reishi tea, right? All of these teas are not only comforting, but can also have calming effects on your mind. I talked about reishi in the previous episode about autumn stress relief strategies, but reishi is a powerful adaptogen which helps to regulate the release of stress hormones that influence mood and emotion. And let's not overlook the importance of meal planning. It's how you're going to actually pull all of this together, right? So taking some time each week to plan your meals and snacks can make it easier to stick to a balanced diet. Having healthy options readily available can prevent you from reaching for less nutritious choices in moments of hunger. So if you need some help with meal planning, then go back and listen to episode 132, which is all about overcoming 10 common meal planning hurdles. I also suggest that you go back and listen to the episode. I don't remember what the number is off the top of my head, but I will also link it for you in the show notes. It's the episode about cooking therapy and the art of cooking to help to improve mental health. It's a really fascinating episode. It's actually one of the most downloaded episodes episodes of this year. Um, So go ahead and go back and listen to that episode. I think that's an excellent one to listen to as well, because a lot of people think that the reason why I want you to listen to it is this. A lot of people think that meal planning is torture, right? And we've talked about this here before on the podcast. If you see something as torture, it always comes down to perception, right? So if you see something as torture, you're not going to want to do it, right? So you have to change your perception, when you look at things, right? If you, who is it that Wayne Dyer that says that if you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. So with meal planning, how can you find more ways to make that enjoyable, right? So go back and listen to that cooking therapy episode. There's a few tips and strategies in there for you. For me personally, when I'm doing my meal prep, it is a party in here. Everybody knows it right? I crank my music up loud. I'm chopping my veggies. I'm dancing. Like I really do enjoy the process of cooking and taking care of myself. And I also, you know, always remind myself of that as well as I'm chopping the veggies, as I'm frying things or as I'm baking things or roasting things, however I'm preparing it. 
I just continually tell myself, you are nourishing your body, right? And that makes you feel good and that makes you feel confident about yourself when you take the time to prioritize your health, all right? And finally, just don't be too hard on yourself. It's perfectly okay to indulge occasionally in your favorite treats. You know what? I even do that sometimes myself. I love a Popeye's biscuit every now and again. (laughs) Okay, so just remember it's the overall pattern of your diet that really matters the most. By gradually incorporating these mood-boosting foods into your meals and being mindful of your choices, you'll be on the path to improved mental well-being. If you want more of a complete list of these foods and some more recipe inspiration, make sure to check out my free guide called Foods That Soothe. You'll find the link in the show notes. So we have covered a lot of ground in this episode today, exploring the connection between food and your mental well-being, discovering the best foods to enhance your mood, and uncovering the culprits that can sabotage your stress management efforts. Now, I have to say this disclaimer again, please note that while food can play a role in improving mental health and anxiety, it is important to understand that it is not the only solution. If you are currently struggling with thoughts of self-harm or facing severe mental health challenges, I strongly encourage you to seek immediate assistance from a qualified mental health professional. They're equipped to provide the necessary support and guidance during difficult times. In addition to therapy, nutrition can be a valuable tool for nurturing your mind and enhancing optimal brain function. So as we wrap up, I want to leave you with some key takeaways that I hope will inspire you to make positive changes in your dietary choices. First and foremost, remember that what you eat matters. Your diet has a profound impact on your brain chemistry, influencing the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, and even protecting your brain cells from oxidative stress. Embrace a diet rich in antioxidants from foods like berries, fatty fish like salmon for those essential mega-3 fatty acids, and plenty of complex carbohydrates, okay? So don't cut them out. You know, add in those leafy greens, nuts, those lean proteins. These are all your allies in the journey to better mental health. On the flip side, be mindful of sugar, added sugar, caffeine, processed and fried foods, alcohol, and artificial additives. While these may have their place in moderation, overindulgence can lead to mood swings and stress. So meal planning, right? Meal planning and small gradual changes can make a significant difference in your diet. So experiment with new recipes and new ingredients and discover the joy of cooking and eating nutritious meals. Lastly, and most importantly, be kind to yourself. Achieving a balanced diet is a journey. It's not a destination. Occasional indulgences are part of life and perfection is not the goal. Now, before I say goodbye, I want to express my gratitude for you tuning in today and for your commitment to your own well-being and your mental well-being. Your health matters. And by making informed choices about what you eat, you're taking a significant step towards a happier, healthier you. If you enjoyed this episode or learned even one thing, please take a moment to support the podcast and leave a review. I see plenty of you listening to this podcast and downloading this podcast week after week, and I would love to have your support in the form of a review. So again, if you could please take a moment right after listening to this episode and just leave a quick review, I would really appreciate it. And as you go about your day to day, remember the power of nutrition and shaping your mind and your mood. Nourish your body and your spirit 
and watch as your overall well-being flourishes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.